The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, shout out again to all of you in the posse. Thanks for hanging with us. I'm Jared and I rap about healthcare transformation. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate that transformation and if you want to be marketing forward. It is really time to spread the awesome. That's what this program is all about. So here's what's going to go down. Today, I'm speaking with the one, the only Ed Bennett. Ed is the founder of MarTech.Health. It's a directory of vendors serving healthcare marketers, communication pros, and digital teams. And pretty much everyone listening, I would guess, in one way or another knows Ed. So, Ed, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jared. Thanks for having me on. You like to work from home uh, with your dogs by your side. Is that the case today? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, um, I've been working from home now for a couple of years, and uh, I never get anything done without the assistance of one of my two dogs sitting on my lap and leaning up against me. And uh, today I've got Charlie manning the post, making sure everything goes on track with this podcast. So if you hear a little bark or a yelp, uh, that's Charlie getting excited about something. Fantastic. Well, Charlie, welcome as well. I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a treat, a two for one. <laughs> right. Right on. Well, let's do the whole typical. We usually give you, you know, a little bit of time to expand on your background, just expand on, hey, what's new in Ed's world today? So okay. maybe that's a good place for us to start. Sure. I guess a few people know me that are listening in. Uh, my background is that I've been making, I'm living on the web since the middle, uh, mid-90s, since 19, 1995. Uh, helped a bunch of companies get their first website in the late 90s and then went to the University of Maryland in 1999. Stayed there for about 17 years and basically launched their digital program and grew it out over those years with websites, uh, internet, social media, mobile, Search engine marketing, all the all the usual, all the usual stuff, and left a few years ago to start my new business, which, uh, as you mentioned, is Martech.health. It's a completely free service for people inside the industry who are looking for vendors and want to connect with the right vendors and read reviews and, and things of that nature. That's what I've been up to, and I'm very happy to be here on the podcast. Looking forward to the conversation. And it's been what, like a year and a half, going on a couple of years now. Yeah, the the, the, I started the directory building the directory about two and a half years ago. I spent an entire year doing the research and construction, and it launched live about a year and a half ago and uh, is really starting to pick up momentum. Which is great to hear because I remember when I worked for a hospital, I remember when the directory actually, when you first launched it and I reached out and let me know about it. And I, I've, I'm a former user, you know, and, I, <laughs> and now I use it from the other standpoint. The other side, I, right, good. Right, Thank you. right. <laughs> it's great on both ends. And so, which leads me to think you've probably, there are probably some interesting experiences and, and trends that you have seen while building this directory and focusing on the MarTech aspect of healthcare. And so that's actually going to be the topic of our rap battle today. Okay. 
Rap Battle. Rap Battle is where we challenge the status quo. We say, look, a lot has changed around us, so we need to change the way we market and we need to change the tech that actually supports that marketing. And so, man, right on target, right on cue. I mean, having you here to talk about just what you've seen, what you've heard lately that has anything to do with MarTech and health, I think I, I can't wait to hear. And I think I'm just going to start leaving it very open-ended for you in terms of anything that has stuck out as you've been building the directory, anything recently that keeps coming back to you, you know, anything that you're thinking about the, the industry, challenges that we're facing that have to do with marketing technology. Wow. Sometimes it's great to have an open-ended question. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Here's some of the initial thoughts I have about that that question or that, that topic. I've been in the industry 20 years and I've seen the evolution of things as they change. When I first started, uh, marketing was just straight traditional TV, print ads. Web was not even on the horizon. Now web has come in and digital has come in and has really overtaken the landscape. I don't know what the stats are, but I think uh, the percentage of, budge, of budgets devoted to digital have, uh, have greatly increased. Maybe not up to the levels of other industries, but it's definitely a, a very, very large percentage of most hospital marketing budgets. And along with that has come the emergence of the, of the quote-unquote MarTech stack, which is all the different pieces of the technologies that you use uh, for marketing and communications. It's a very fuzzy area and how they all relate to each other and interconnect with each other. And I think right now, and I'm saying this a lot through the conversations I have via the directory, whether it's from vendor side or whether it's from the end user side, I think we're sort of in many ways back at that sort of state of affairs that happened when the web first launched. And people were overwhelmed of all the different possibilities of what a website could be. And there were so many different people out there selling services and making offerings. And that poor person inside that hospital in charge of the digital program, they were charged with trying to figure out what makes sense, what is a good investment, what is a scam. And I think right now, obviously we're all very comfortable with web, but now we're looking at this, these marketing technologies, whether it's a CRM, a call center, physician transparency, you know, a whole long list of things where we now have technologies that need to work together. And I kind of say, feel like those end users are now at the same place as they were when the web first came. They're overwhelmed with all the options. They're trying to piece together a package that makes sense uh, from financially and performance rise. And we're now back in that place of where we're trying to figure out what makes, makes most sense. One of the things that always struck me about our industry is how collegial everybody is when sharing information. I know when I'd go to conferences and I would talk to people in the hall, this is back when I was working at a hospital, lots of people were willing to share their experiences with vendors, what kind of tools worked or didn't work. And what I'm trying to do with martech.health is take that natural inclination to share information with your colleagues and put it into a space that's accessible, you know, full time. So I think that's the big challenge right now is trying to figure out what is the right fit out of all those options that are out there and what's the best way of executing it. And uh, 
that's probably my biggest takeaway uh, at this point. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash thehealthcarerep. That's Express, beginning with an X. Well, and I hear you on the the overwhelming aspect of it, and I hadn't thought of it as compared to the early days of the web, but but I can see that now. Where you know, where do you start? You know, the, mm-hmm. we can all empathize with those who are trying to figure out those decisions on a daily basis. On top of, oh yeah, prove the return of that before you've even decided on which platform. You know, got to build the business case and tell us exactly what this is going to do and how many new patients it's going to bring through the doors and how it's going to improve our customer experience. There's all the different pressures on marketing marketing teams, especially mm-hmm. on the digital side. And I guess that's just part of the emergence of all these new technologies. Right. And where we can run into trouble is... I guess getting stuck or focused too much on one of those, where if that's the the initiative for this year, hey, let's yeah, let's either upgrade our CRM or let's really fully integrate it with our marketing automation platform. Let's really actually get some nurture campaigns going mm-hmm. that that are effective now. What's your best advice for a marketing team that's trying to decide where to even focus in the coming year? Right. Uh, so that's you've really summed up the problem. I think the first thing to do is get that group of people together, bring in some lunch, get a whiteboard up. And these would be folks that actually have a little bit of knowledge about what the landscape is, what the different products are that are out there. And really try to hone down to what are the core functions that you need your MarTech stack to do. And drill into on those. And that will help you when you're evaluating vendors who will come at you with all sorts of incredible, amazing bells and whistles that look amazing, but probably cost a lot of time to implement and really aren't part of what your core needs are at this moment. Focusing, I think, on that can help you really sort of rule out a lot of vendors and focus down to a a smaller group that would make sense for you. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely does. It's a lot of times it's just understanding where that starting point is. And I think that's a that's a really good thought for where that can be. So if we're, you know, I'm kind of going down this path now of, mm-hmm. of putting myself back in those shoes of trying to evaluate the tech, understanding where to focus. And so it sounds like if we if we do what you just said, we can start getting more buy-in, we can bring all the right stakeholders together. And it's interesting what I've seen. I'm curious what you think of this. One observation has been a desire for marketing teams to be more innovative and to be the ones that are making those recommendations, not being told, hey, we need to 
you know, upgrade this part of our tech mm-hmm. stack for them to be the ones initiating that conversation instead of being told or instructed. I see a lot more initiative happening with marketing right. teams. And I'm curious if you, if you agree and what you would attribute that to. Well, I agree. And I, I attribute it to another very fundamental shift inside uh, hospitals that's been going on now for, I guess, about eight to 10 years. And that's the rise of the concepts of patient engagement and patient experience. And one of the sort of fundamental viewpoints that I always tried to adopt, and I preached about sometimes inside the hospital, is that everything that happens with the patient experience, all the way from the initial time that they know that they need to find a medical assistance, and they go to the web, and then they find a doctor, and then they have the entire patient experience physically inside the hospital with that doctor, so forth and so forth on. I think too many times marketing has seen that their role is maybe at that very beginning and then maybe at the very end after they're doing follow-up campaigns after the medical issue uh, the episode is over. But the reality is that everything that happens with the patient experience is part of marketing. And in fact, I've had some lively conversations about should patient experience report to marketing or should marketing report to patient experience? I'm of the opinion that marketing should report to patient experience. So I think that part of the change that you described of marketing coming up with suggestions and ideas and not being and not simply reacting to orders coming down that say, we've heard that we should have a CRM, go get one or do this or that, is that marketers are starting to work very closely with their patient experience partners and they're seeing all sorts of opportunities where the digital technologies can influence parts of that patient experience that would never occur to you that could happen before. And uh, so things like, I'm a patient, I'm at my appointment, and maybe there's a system that you can text, you can get a text, and you can, t- you can text with somebody inside the hospital if you're having any issues. And then there's a pop-up survey that it comes like right after your appointment's over about your experience. That kind of stuff is patient experience, but it's enabled by, by technology. And that's where the marketing folks can, can bring that to the table and say, this is something we could look at. That's just so, one example. That's a great example. So as you've been building the directory, are you seeing a change in what questions you're being asked from end users about MarTech? I think what I'm seeing is that there is more interest in how a particular vendor's technology would fit in with everything else that I've got. And quite frankly, any vendor who isn't open to sharing data with via APIs or other means of data transmission really you know, doesn't have any hope in this landscape. So one of the key questions is, we're looking at X, but we already have Y in place. Can this vendor integrate with that and do that in a very efficient and advantageous way? The other thing that is happening is, you know, one of the things that I see in the analytics of my directory is how important the reviews and ratings are. I look at the traffic to the directory, and uh, I've seen that a vendor that has reviews is getting 10 times the visibility and visitor looks than a vendor who doesn't have a review. And, that, and it doesn't matter whether they've got a simple listing or a full-blown, you know, paid profile in my directory end users coming in, and that is the first thing they do. They get a list of vendors, and they sort by ratings, and they look at the reviews that their colleagues have left. 
this is a great example of how that person sitting in inside a healthcare organization at a hospital is really reliant on the feedback of their colleagues to help make those decisions. And um, one of the reasons that I spend so much time on my directory trying to get reviews uh, from end users to, to help facilitate that. Very interesting. Any other observations that you're seeing, either from questions you're getting or inquiries or as you've been interacting with vendors who are in the directory and any other observations that you've found interesting recently? Part of my directory is a, is a resource library where vendors that, at the paid levels can publish articles and videos and thought leadership pieces. And I'm seeing quite a bit of activity of end users coming in and reading those pieces. Sometimes they're very high level, they're real high level thought leadership, other times they're very technical. And then discovering this vendor resonates with me, what they're saying here makes sense. Maybe that person gave them a technical tip that really helped them. Maybe it gave them a new insight. So I'm seeing that activity going on from the end user side. And then the vendors are starting to realize that they have to get that information out there. I see too many vendors where I go to their website and in terms of news and blog posts, it's all about them. We just got this new client. We just won this award. And I see very little, many vendors, I see very little meaty pieces of content that help that end user understand concepts at either a basic level or a very technical level help with that education. You know, vendors that are in the MarTech space, when they've been talking to other industries, whether it's retail industry or tourism or whatever that is, most of those industries have a very high investment in their marketing program. They have money to, to invest on people that know technology and can make those kind of decisions. That's not the case in healthcare. So the vendors really need to step up and provide that kind of educational content to help the people inside organizations make those decisions. And I'm starting to see a little bit more of that. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. It's fascinating to me that we are still at that point where the content that you're seeing really is still focused on a company or on a product or an award, like you said, that we still have a long way to go to reach that vision of actually providing useful resources to the end user. It's so important. And, uh, you know, as someone who plays around with SEO a lot, not just for my website, but just in general, you've got to have that content. People are out there looking for 
they're not looking for a vendor. They're looking for answers to questions about the MarTech space and then, then their special needs that are unique to healthcare in the MarTech space. And if you don't have something out there that talks about your wheelhouse and what you're good at as a vendor, they're simply not going to find you. And um, I think that's a place where a lot of vendors who are trying to uh, connect with their end users are missing out. But right. the ones that are doing it, they're reaping rewards. Oh, that's good. And it's like you said, I, I know you enough to know that you, you have data to back all that up, <laughs> that, that you are <laughs> you're able to to show that and understand it and then uh, understand the trend in that way. So, so I love that thought. And speaking of SEO, before I forget, it's slightly related, but I, I remember you've put out some content yourself recently about, what was it, star ratings? Oh, from, yeah. About yeah. how Google is treating those differently. Do you, do you have two hours for me to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, see. We can do like the three-minute version. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really fascinating. About uh, three months ago, I invested a lot of time and energy setting up code in the pages of my directory so that if you went to Google and you looked up a vendor, those vendors' star ratings would appear in the search results. Just like, you know, you see usually star ratings showing up in, um, what is it, uh, the company that does reviews of Oh, Glassdoor. The Glassdoor. You look for a vendor, there's Glassdoor with uh, that vendor, and there's a star rating for the vendor. So I spent a lot of time and launched it, and immediately the vendors that were showing up in the Google search result that were on my site, the star ratings for my site were showing up there, and it was great. I also saw immediately, as soon as I enabled that code and Google indexed it, the search result position for that profile would increase quite a bit. A lot of times it would go from page three to page one, just because I had the star ratings coded in, in a way that Google was happy about. And that was all great, and things were wonderful, and then on September 16th, Google changed the rules. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they basically changed the rules about and became much more specific about how the code had to be structured. But they also changed the rules that if you are a first-party site and have star ratings on your site, then you will not be listed in Google search results with those stars. So if you are your company, your Ford Motor Company, and you've got people making comments about uh, your cars on the Ford website and has star ratings, Google was saying, well, that's great, but we're not going to show the stars for you know, Ford.com when people you know, come up with search results because that's a first-party site. So, of course, the big concern was, well, how does this affect hospitals who have star ratings on their physician profiles? And uh, so that was, the, that was the start of that conversation. And the, the outcome was actually very positive. The folks, several vendors from Geometric and uh, Binary Fountain and CenterTech are three vendors that I can think of right at the top of my head, reached out to me and said, we've actually had some initiatives with Google addressing this issue. And Google recognizes that hospitals are a different case and that they will continue to show the star ratings from the physician profiles for those hospitals. So that was a very positive story for Google and for hospitals. And it was very interesting to be a part of that. Yeah, thanks for letting me take you on a detour there. But I, I found it fascinating myself. And, and that gives a little bit more of the, the backstory for those who are listening. And and it's, you know, this is the day-to-day of what we all deal with, isn't it? Of just oh, digital, digital in general. Yeah. So I love just as one example there. So uh, with that, we're actually going to move into Keeping It Real.
Keeping it real. Keeping it real is our opportunity as marketers to broaden our horizons and find opportunities to do more to help healthcare. We are involved in so many different aspects of the pieces that we do that I always like to give us an opportunity to step back and just realize the opportunities that are there for us to do more than just focus on acquisition or, or, or growth or the day-to-day things that we are doing. Yes, those are our tasks. And yet we have this grand opportunity now knowing all the different pieces of, of digital and, and what we're doing day-to-day. That's why I like to ask this question, Ed. And it's really, it sounds simple, but I know it's not. So the question is, what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare itself? Well, I'm not sure that health marketers could do anything to, to improve the quality of healthcare. I mean, that's up to the, the clinical people. But I think we can do a lot of things to improve the healthcare experience for folks. And this sort of ties into what I said, talked about earlier about the patient experience being part of marketing or vice versa. I think the one thing that marketers could do that they give lip service to, but I don't see many of them doing a lot of it, is talking to the patients on a regular basis, more than just having a form coming up on your webpage saying, you know, you know can I ask you to do a survey about the website and your use of it? I'm talking about pulling together a group of people who you can reach out to on a regular basis that represent a good sample of your patients and brainstorm about ideas and techniques that you're thinking about doing and get their feedback on it. I think that is probably the single thing that would help keep it real uh, for marketers and really help justify maybe uh, projects that they're considering doing. If you can have that kind of communication going on on an ongoing regular basis, then you'll stay grounded in the type of services and uh, marketing and efforts you do. I love the perspective, Ed. Thanks so much for your time and for that perspective. I want to give you a chance here to say anything more you want to mention about martech.health, about the directory itself, and how listeners can reach you. Sure. I just checked this. Listeners can simply Google Ed Bennett, and I'm the number one result. Uh, so you can find me through there. I've got a, I've got an old website that has my contact information. and just Or go to martech.health, and, and there's lots of contact uh, contact options there. I think that the number one message that I would like to get across to the folks listening about the directory is first that this is a passion project for me. I am passionate about improving the lives of healthcare marketers. I was one for 17 years inside an organization. I know how difficult it was to find the right vendor and connect with them. This site is the outgrowth of that experience, and I built it really with that end user in mind. Go there, share your experiences, and share your, your reviews and ratings. That is, if you've ever received something of benefit from a colleague and you want to give back to the industry, going to the site, leaving a review, which, by the way, is completely anonymous. Not even the vendor knows who, the vendor won't know who you are. Your name will not be on, on the directory. Completely anonymous review. To help communicate to those other people, your colleagues, whether good, bad, or indifferent, what your experience was with that vendor. And it's totally free to you. It always will be. I make money through offering selling services and upsells to the vendors. Uh, So that's my little pitch about MarTech. And um, I welcome any comments or feedback from your, your listeners. Well, thanks again, Ed. Thanks for joining us this week. And thank you listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review of this program and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altair Digital production and a member of the Shift.Health Network. So on behalf of Ed and Charlie, I don't want to forget Charlie, (laughs) and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap.